The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Would you please break the damn storm? He took it out. Oh, boy, you. It's a Wednesday, PFTOT. Haven't done this in a while. Haven't done it solo in a while. Usually Sims is around. He's on vacation. He really needed a vacation. He was under a lot of stress. It was a rough week for him at the Super Bowl. I'm just being sarcastic. It's normal to take vacations. I'm the one who's abnormal. I refuse to take time off. I refuse to take days off, except when we are off the air, as we will be for the Tour de France, Tour de France, ha, 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 and the Olympics later this year. Other than that, I'll be here every day with PFT Live and from time to time with PFT OT. Some things we didn't get to today. We had Big Cat in the building on a Wednesday. Kind of different. Usually he's here on Friday. One thing we didn't get to, Emmanuel Sanders, due to be a free agent. When last we saw Emmanuel Sanders, he was wide open heading into the end zone, down 24-20 in Super Bowl 54. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball over his head. Sanders didn't appreciate the questions about the play after the game, and he also doesn't appreciate questions based upon his age as he approaches free agency unrestricted style for the second time in his career. He wrote on Twitter, it's crazy how people keep talking about my age, but I'm still flying past 23-year-olds and only had two drops the entire year. Keep bringing up my age to make yourself feel good, but go look at the film. I'm still playing at a high level and will continue to play at a high level as long as I want because my heart is immeasurable and my work ethic is second to none. Look, I don't know if he's going to stay with the 49ers. If he doesn't, they give up a lot to get him. Third-round pick for a half-season rental uh, for a team that really wasn't throwing the ball much in the playoff run. Can they keep him? I think they'd like to. I could see the Patriots being in play for Emmanuel Sanders. That was a guy that uh, they were thinking about trying to trade for before they traded for Mohamed Sanu. So we'll see what happens with Sanders. But he clearly has self-confidence in himself, as Sims would say, and we'll see if he can keep getting it done as he gets farther and farther onto the wrong side of the age of 30. Brandon Cooks, one of the best receivers in the NFL, is vouching for his quarterback, Jared Goff. Cooks says that Goff absolutely is the guy. I mean, you talk about a guy that we had so many different position changes along the offensive line last year, and for any quarterback, that is so tough. To still be able to stand in there and take the licks, it goes to show you that this guy is willing to do whatever it takes to win for his team. And at that young an age, when you have that mindset, special things happen. Look, the, the obvious response is it's smart for a receiver to keep his lips on the buttocks of his quarterback. But, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm critical of Jared Goff from time to time just because I'm looking for the next wave of guys who are the guy. And I don't think Jared Goff, frankly, at this point, is the guy. And, yes, I'm still – very cognizant of the play twice in Super Bowl 53 when Brandon Cooks was wide open. First time, Goff didn't see him. Second time, saw him too late. Second time, championship throw. He didn't make it. I'm skeptical. I was skeptical of the performance this year, especially without the punch in the running game that Todd Gurley brings. But that said, Goff is capable of making some special throws. I think the thing, as we see more and more 
mobile quarterbacks who can throw really well. It's going to make it more glaring when there are quarterbacks who can throw it really well but who aren't mobile because once that wall starts to close in, we see it with Kirk Cousins. I think we see it with Jared Goff as well, although he's got he's got some mobility. But no, I'm talking about the guys who can move, the guys who can throw on the run. The guy, Even Aaron Rodgers at age 36, he's in that group. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, guys who can move and throw with accuracy, precision, velocity, and distance. Those are the guys who are going to take over the NFL. The guys who set up in the pocket and can make the big throws, that's fine. The problem is when it all starts to fall apart, what are you going to do? And I think Jared Goff falls into that category. And what are the Rams going to do with Todd Gurley not being the guy that he was that helped fuel what the Rams were in 2017 and 2018? No playoffs this year for the Rams. What happens in 2020 with the Seahawks, the 49ers, and maybe an improving Cardinals team putting pressure on them? Jared Goff may very well be the guy. Uh, Either way, he's going to have a chance to prove it one way or the other in 2020 because they'll need him to play at a high level or they won't be back in the postseason and that'll make it two straight years of no playoffs. The Vikings are in the playoffs every other year under Mike Zimmer. And so, based upon the formula, this year would be a year that they miss the playoffs. And Zimmer's entering the final year of his contract. He expects to get an extension. He hasn't gotten one yet, uh, regardless of whether or not the Vikings keep him around. And, and look, he's done enough that I think he should stay, but you could make the argument you want to see what happens in 2020. One thing that will happen, bringing in a 3-4 defensive specialist in the form of Dom Capers. Mike Zimmer, 4-3. Dom Capers, 3-4. Why is he doing this? Mike Zimmer told reporters on Tuesday that he needs some fresh ideas. They've been running the same defense since Zimmer arrived as the head coach back in 2014. They want to see some other ways of doing things. And I think this is smart. You know, one of the reasons the Vikings, I think, reach a, a plateau that they can't punch through Some of the things they do defensively are a little predictable. It's a system, and you can find deficiencies in that system. You can find holes in that system. You can take advantage of it. I think that's one of the reasons why they weren't able to stop the 49ers running game in the divisional round of the playoffs. The code was cracked by 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. And I think with Dom Capers, the idea is to come up maybe with some different looks, some different ways of doing things, some flexibility. Maybe you go 4-3 sometimes, 3-4 other times. Maybe you design a game plan every week for your defense based upon what the opposing offense is expected to do. That's the best way to craft the championship defense, a defense that shifts and morphs and changes to go along with whatever it's going to take to stop an offense that you're going to be playing. So, look, if this works, very good news for the Vikings. It shows a level of flexibility from an older coach who would be justified in saying, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. He understands it's not enough to go to the playoffs every other year. The Vikings need to progress farther than that. There's a lot of potential there on that team, and a lot of money has been spent by the Wilfs on players, stadium, facility. They want to bust through and win a Super Bowl, and it's not going to be easy to do it. But Zimmer is doing everything seemingly in his power to try to get the team to that level. Ben McAdoo was out of the NFL level of football for a couple of years, and now He's back in. Hey, he had a buyout from the Giants. Don't feel bad for him. The guy with the giant suit and the brill cream hairdo is now the quarterback's coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, a position that Shad Khan, the owner of the team, calls an embarrassment of riches. 
with the veteran and former Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles and 2019 rookie standout Gardner Minshew. So Ben McAdoo is going to be the guy responsible for getting the quarterbacks ready to go, working with Jay Gruden, the new offensive coordinator. That gives Doug Marone two former NFL head coaches on the offensive side of the ball. And look, they're going to need this team to perform. I think Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, the GM, down to their final shot in Jacksonville, and they need to make the most of it. I think Gardner Minshew is going to be the starter, and I think that means Ben McAdoo is going to need to get through to Minshew, get the most out of Minshew, maybe get Minshew to put the Brill Cream in his hair. Wouldn't that be a look to go along with the mustache? But Ben McAdoo beginning the process of rebuilding his coaching career after a couple of years out of the game following that disastrous tenure with the Giants, which actually looks better in hindsight given the way that Pat Shermer flamed out. Ben McAdoo did more, maybe with less talent, than Pat Shermer did in his two years before he was fired. One last point before we wrap this edition of PFTOT. There's been talk about the NFL exploring the possibility of a flex option for Monday Night Football. And look, that, that's been unheard of. When the NFL introduced the flex for Sunday night, a lot of people initially said, well, we need to do it for Monday night. And the NFL's reaction was, you can't do it. Logistically, it's impossible. You, you've got teams that, that take up whole hotels. You can't just say, oh, hey, uh, two weeks from now, you know how we've got the entire hotel booked for Saturday night? Change that to Sunday night. Can you do that for us, please? That's not going to be easy to do. You have fans who have arrangements to attend a Sunday game. All of a sudden, it's a Monday game. All of a sudden, you're traveling on different days than you thought you were traveling, and you get maybe two weeks of notice before you figure it out. Now, if they're going to do it, they need to give people more than two weeks. But even then, it's going to be a logistical nightmare, and I'm not sure it's something the league can pull off. But my big takeaway is this. The mere fact that the league is even considering this, it tells me they've got big plans for Monday Night Football. You know, Monday Night Football stopped being Monday Night Football when 2006 came around and NBC took Sunday Night Football and made it a broadcast property and Monday Night Football became a cable property. The, 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 the flex doesn't matter for a cable deal. The cable deal is driven by the money you earn from being able to say to people, hey, buy our, our channel, we've got Monday Night Football. When you start thinking about improving the quality of the late season matchups via a flex option, that's when you're thinking about putting those games not on cable but on broadcast because despite all the changes in the TV business, getting games in prime time on three total networks is the way to drive the ratings to the highest possible amount. There's still millions of people that rely on over-the-air free TV for Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC, CBS. And as I said, the mere fact the NFL is considering the flex option tells me that the play may be to have three nights a week when it's all said and done where there are NFL games on three-letter networks where you are getting huge ratings. Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Now, what that translates to from a dollars and cents standpoint remains to be seen. Maybe there will be an ESPN-ABC simulcast. We've seen that with the Pro Bowl. We've seen that with the playoff game that ESPN has had every year for the past, I don't know how many, I can't remember when they picked up a playoff game. It hasn't been all that long, but they picked up a playoff game and they simulcast it on ABC. So just keep that in mind. The Monday Night Football contract ends after the 2021 season. All the other contracts expire after 2022. Could it be that Monday Night Football goes back 
to broadcast TV. And that really would be something. It's every night of the week that the NFL could have a primetime game on a big network. That's what could happen Thursday, Sunday, Monday. That means more money. That means higher ratings, bigger audiences, more excitement. And if the NFL can pull it off, the best possible games. I still don't think they can pull it off for Monday nights. But it looks like they're at least going to give it a try, if not at least give it some thought. That's it for Wednesday's PFTOT. Shereen Williams is in for Sims on Thursday and Friday. We'll see you bright and early on Thursday morning for the next edition of PFT Live. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.